Hey, welcome to Conversations in the Paint Department. My name is Matt Bergman and I am your host. Conversations in the Paint Department is a podcast developed to take a humorous look at the personal, professional leadership lessons that I've learned from the mistakes I've made and getting a little bit of paint on my face. Subscribe on Anchor or Spotify. You can also follow me on Twitter at at MattBergman14. And if you're an educational technology fan, check out my blog called Learn, Lead, Grow at bergman-udl.blogspot.com. Now to our show. So recently, um, I was doing some browsing on the internet, and there was recently a presidential survey that came out. Now, C-SPAN does a presidential historian survey uh, every four years, and what they do is they rank each president according to different things. So rounding out the top four, okay, would be Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, FDR, and Theodore Roosevelt. Now, when you look at how these these are graded or ranked, um, there's a couple different things that they look at. Public persuasion, crisis leadership, moral authority. Uh, Lincoln, he did such a great job at one of the pivotal moments in our country during the Civil War, and so he's actually been number one every single time that this survey has been given out. Uh, From a vision standpoint, from equal justice, from administrative skills, Lincoln was very, very talented. And then you look at other people like George Washington, our founding father here in the United States, and even FDR who helped us through World War II and the Great Depression. But I'm not here to talk about the top scores. Who do you think actually rounds out the bottom. Now, depending on your political views, I know we currently you know, are in a very fragile state here in the United States, but I'm not here to talk about modern presidents. The worst president on this list consistently, year after year after year, was from my state, where I am from, and that is James Buchanan. Now, when you think about James Buchanan, I don't know if you know much about him. I didn't really know a whole lot about him either until I read this article. But James Buchanan had all of the credentials to be president. He was, he was being groomed to be the president. I mean, he had served in the House of Representatives, the Senate. He was a minister to Russia, secretary of state, and ambassador to the UK. So he had all the things on a piece of paper that would be ideal for a president. But see, what happened is when Buchanan gets into office, he's serving in, well, a very tumultuous time in American history. He's serving in 1857 during what 
many claim, many uh, feel is a pivotal moment in our history. The Civil War is about to happen. And there's a lot of, uh, just a lot of bad feelings amongst the North and South. And Buchanan had a reputation for getting things done. I mean, there was a, uh, an incident out in Utah with uh, the Mormon church where Buchanan acted very quickly and appropriately to squelch that out. And there were other things too that Buchanan did a really good job about. However, he had a bias towards slavery in the South. He, he basically didn't really want to touch that issue. He avoided that issue. And many believe that it was based upon his close friendships with Southerners. Many believe that his uh, inaction was uh, because of bias. But whatever Buchanan's reasoning behind that, he had blind spots. And he forgot that leadership is about serving all people, not just a few. Now we all have blind spots and we may have people in our life that are kind enough to point them out. But then again, that's a very tough task. That's a, that's a strong relationship that you might have with somebody. And if you have somebody like that in your life, that's great. I know that, uh, you know, I've had a couple people in my life that have been willing to point out my blind spots. One friend in particular in 2018 told me, he said, look, Matt, there are some things that you're doing here to make yourself the victim. And you're starting to paint yourself in this picture in a way that makes you look innocent and the situation look horrible. And you're not telling the full truth. And I hated that. In fact, one of my biggest flaws is I, I, got, I got angry. I had a grudge. I didn't talk to him for a while. But it was the gift of a friend that told me that I had a blind spot that was so important. Now, people tried to talk to Buchanan, and he just did not want to listen. He was so stubborn. And, well, that really cost him his career. Now, he made it through the four-year term, but after that, the start of the Civil War happened and Abraham Lincoln, the person on top of the list, would then take over. Imagine that. In a, in a four-year time period, we had the worst president in history and the best president in history at a pivotal moment during the Civil War. So blind spots occur with us all the time, right? And so in 2006, I was... Um, I was teaching, I was a young teacher, and I was, uh, I was really into coaching sports. So at that time in my, my career, I, my goal was that I wanted to become a principal eventually and then eventually a superintendent. I wanted to make sure that I had as many experiences as possible. And so just like James Buchanan, I was building up my resume. I made sure I was on this committee and that committee, and I made sure that I had this experience and that experience. And one particular area was sports, because coaching is a great way to show leadership. And so I had uh, been an assistant coach 
in this junior high football team. And we were pretty good. And the head coach decided, you know what, it was time for him to move on. And so he stepped down. Now he still stayed on the coaching staff, but he stepped down. And the goal was for me to take over because I had been the head JV coach, I had been the head track coach, and I had learned, quote unquote, learned from the previous coach. I was extremely organized and, well, it just made sense on paper. So that next season, I step into the role and I have my coaching staff from the previous year. Everybody's the same, nobody's changed, except I was in the head coaching position. And I had blind spots. See, I thought that I knew it all. And, and so I was the one who was going to call the plays for the offense. And I was the one who was going to do this. And we were going to change a lot of different things. I was just changing things because I wanted to leave my fingerprint and leave my legacy on this team. And it was a complete mess. Even when people tried to talk to me, I refused to listen. I got stubborn, I put walls up, I held grudges, and I created an environment that was toxic. It was so toxic, we did not win a single game. And we pretty much had the same players as the previous year when we went five and two. And I was trying to figure out what was the problem? Was it this person? Was it that person? I was pointing fingers everywhere except myself. And then a family emergency came and I had to miss the, the, this one game. And uh, I left and I thought, well, we're gonna lose it anyway, so it doesn't necessarily matter. And well, they won the game. In fact, that was the only game that they won the entire season. It was later determined that I just, it would probably be best if I wasn't the head coach anymore. And I don't blame him. I was a you know third year teacher, second year teacher, something like that. And I was so bad because I didn't take the time to listen. I didn't take the time, just like James Buchanan, to realize that it was about other people. Leadership is about serving other people, serving all, not serving myself. And see, I basically wanted the title, but I didn't necessarily want the responsibility. Yeah, you, you know, when you think about somebody in a position like that, like a head coach, they're usually the first ones on the field and the last ones to leave. They're making sacrifices for everybody on the team, their coaching staff, they're looking out for them. I did none of that. I cut out as quickly as possible and I um, had a million other things to do. And I was a poor example to my players. I was a poor example to my coaching staff. I made sweeping changes as it, without actually determining if there was an actual need. I was more concerned about my fingerprint than what was needed at the time. And, and James Buchanan, he, there was a need for leadership at that time. And instead of making sweeping changes, he did the exact opposite. He did nothing. Sometimes that's even worse. 
But I think the other thing that really makes, uh, makes me think about James Buchanan is that I did not want to listen to my blind spots. I dug my heels in and I, was, I created a toxic environment. So how can I, how could we learn from the, the, the issues that James Buchanan and Matt Bergman had? And that would be that we need to make sure that we represent everyone. It doesn't matter if you're just volunteering, you're the leader of an organization or you're leading your family, you need to consider others. And I did not do that at the time. And serving others involves listening to them. And I didn't do a great job of that either. I simply wanted to hear what I wanted to hear. And if somebody didn't have something positive to say about myself, well, then I dug my heels on and I ignored them. Still struggle with that today. And so it's something that I'm actively working on. But also, I didn't want to put the time in. One thing that I wish I would have known is that if you're going to take a position of responsibility, then you're going to have to give up something else. You're going to have to put in the time. You're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices. And if you're not willing to do that, then don't put it on your resume. Don't take it. Don't take that position. You know, I've since learned almost 20 years later that it doesn't necessarily matter what you have on your resume. It doesn't matter all of the credentials that you necessarily have if you don't have the ability to see your blind spots, to listen to others, and to make sacrifices. Because ultimately, that's what led to James Buchanan's downfall, and it led to my downfall now, I later resigned from that position and, and moved on to another school district, but I gotta tell you that it still haunts me today that I would sit there and think I knew all the answers as a 20-something-year-old kid. But hey, that's growing up, right? Hey, thanks for listening to Conversations in the Paint Department. Hey, thanks for listening to Conversations in the Paint Department a humorous and sometimes serious look at the personal, professional, and leadership lessons that I've learned from mistakes and getting a little bit of paint on my face. If you like what you heard, check us out on Spotify or Anchor. You can follow us on Twitter at at MattBergman14. And if you'd like, as an EdTech fan, check out my blog at bergman-udl.blogspot.com.